everyone. It's Chris Calvert from Career Goals. And today I'm going to take you through a fast track for Bonnie Tarantino. And Bonnie has a really interesting career that I think so many of you might be interested in because she works in the field of yoga. But she doesn't work the way that you would think with uh, being a yoga teacher and maybe teaching at a gym or having your own studio. Bonnie has been the director for yoga programs through a university healthcare system. So she has a really interesting background and then a whole story to put this together. So if you're thinking about someone who might have this kind of a job, I want to start you to think about who Bonnie is and give you a sense of something that she would say. If you don't like where you are in your life, then you don't have enough information about who you are. If you don't like where you are, then in your life, you need to change your job. You don't know what to do. The The information that you need is is inside. Mm-hmm. There's something that you don't know about yourself. Because once you know, once you know who you are, it matches outside of you. Yeah. You know, it really starts to show up. So with that, I'm going to let you know what it is that Bonnie really does. You know, for the last... 16 years, I was the director of the yoga programs at the Center for Integrative Medicine, which is at the University of Maryland. Okay, that's a pretty big job, but the way she says it, but what does that really mean? And what does Bonnie really do in that context? Well, I train people um, to teach yoga, but I specifically train people who are tend to be more in the healthcare world. Um, So the kind of yoga I take I teach people isn't like the type of yoga that you might take in a gym, but it's more specific to helping people to heal. And then how would you get started in that? How did Bonnie start out? Well, I started practicing yoga when I was 20 and I actually took my first yoga class, my formal yoga class at at GW. And the teacher was like in her at the time, I thought she was, you know, really old, but she's probably like 67. And I was just amazed by her beauty. Mm-hmm. and of her grace and the way she moved. And I ended up um, taking the class and then training with her in her home um, for the following year. So I, that, you know, I just stumbled into that class and it was the beginning, you know, and then I found Reiki that same year. So for me, the Reiki and the yoga always combined. They Overlapped, were a combined yeah. thing. And when I, t- I created with some other wonderful people, a yoga teacher training through the University of Maryland, um, not through their college, but through their medical school. It, but it wasn't for the medical students. It fell under the Center for Integrative Medicine, so it was for the public, but it was very much designed for healthcare professionals. But all of the people that trained with me in yoga became Reiki masters. So they were all trained to understand wow. how to move the energy within them and how to source themselves so that they could like hold the space in a room in a whole different way. So what she says there is really important. And I want to, uh, as we're going through this fast track, think about the difference between someone who would, for instance, have their own yoga studio and have a, another whole business path versus someone who works as a, in the, I, I don't want to say a healer, but in the healing capacity through healthcare. And this is something that really distinguishes Bonnie's career, but she's able to overlap, you know, the Western medicine with some of these um, alternative healing therapies that are well-proven around the world. So what is Reiki and what does that do for you? So Reiki is from Japan. It was um, developed by a man 
named Dr. Yusui. And the word is two words broken down. One is ray and one is key. And the ray is defined as basically cosmic wisdom, the wisdom of the universe. So, you know, somehow the palm tree grows, you know, somehow the ocean knows. Things know the wisdom and the intelligence of the natural kingdom and even of the stars and the planets. And then the key part, the KI part, is the energy of you. So your cosmology, who you are within you, the energy that is contained within you and creates the consciousness of you. And all a good, you know, a Reiki practitioner does is help you to connect the two, help you to source yourself from the greater energy. It's so cool to have her even speaking of that, because I don't know if any of you have ever seen Reiki done. You almost feel like there's, they're just like throwing their hands over you and you wouldn't even know that something was supposed to be happening, but changes happen. So what is it that makes Reiki so interesting? That's why I love Reiki so much because I can work with so many different belief systems. So what and would be an energy healer? An energy healer would be something. Well, there are energy healers and there are really good ones. And then there are, there are ones that really, I don't think, understand the scope of the doing? landscape they're in because they, they're not paying attention to that person's internal world. They're mm-hmm. aware of, you know, energy more on an external level. So like an acupuncturist, for example, is an amazing energy worker. They're opening all these fields of energy. When you go into a, a private yoga session and someone's moving and helping you to open the chakras and your body, then yeah, she's, she's promoting that energy healing. Um, so there are people that can go in and move your energy without you consciously moving your energy. Mm-hmm. There are people that, and I can do that. I just, that's not what I, that's not that's what I find. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't find that that holds. Right. That's not your natural pattern to hold that new energy pattern. But if you understand it from a different place and you're the one that accessed it and it becomes what you believe, then you can hold that vibration. You can hold that new thought. You can hold that new pattern. You could Reason. go to a Reiki practitioner and they can just do the energy work and you just lay there. And that's absolutely beautiful. That is the way some Reiki teachers um, and Reiki practitioners work. And it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not particularly how I do it because I'm by nature more of a teacher. So there's a lot in there. And Bonnie really talked about the distinctions and she's making clear distinctions when you're able to listen to the whole interview. She's talking about the evolution or even the distinction of yoga in a a studio setting or in a gym versus yoga in healthcare. And Bonnie comes at it from the healthcare setting. So I'm going to give you a sense of what she talks about in terms of the training and the certifications that you can get within yoga. I do want to say one thing. If you are looking for yoga teacher training, there's something called the Yoga Alliance. That was the first governing body that, you know, kind of gave validation to your training. Um, And that's a good resource. Um, But then there is a a new group of people um, that focuses more on yoga therapy. And they're kind of forging the path for um, how can we really bring yoga into, into the healing world, into, into healthcare? Um, so they list trainings and yoga trainings and teachers on their site that are at a, a, 
they're paying attention on a whole different level to the training. Okay, so this is really important. So what is that training? And say if you're a nurse or an acupuncturist or a physical therapist or someone who already has a license to touch, how within healthcare then might you be able to add the yoga as a legitimate part of your practice? That organization, just so you know, um, IAYT, the International Association of Yoga Therapists. So a yoga therapist is different than a yoga teacher. A yoga therapist can prescribe yoga to help someone on their healing path, whereas a yoga teacher just can teach a yoga class. So a yoga therapist can, can touch if they have other licenses, depending on the state. So this is the organization that's kind of what, like creating all this, but also monitoring all this and trying to make it so that it works for as many people as possible. And then I want to start to give you a sense of who Bonnie is as a person so that you can identify if you are this kind of person also. There are people that you just, you talk to or people that you run into in a coffee shop and you're just chit-chatting and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just told that person my whole story. Like nobody knows this. And I right. just told that right. person, you would be that person. Yeah, that, hap- that happens to me a lot. I can attest to this. Bonnie's definitely this person. So how is she helping people through yoga? You know, when people are stressed or having a hard time, usually they're very sensitive, you know, to what's going on around them, but they don't know how to adjust that sensitivity toward themselves to correct and make their environment better. So I've, I've learned over the years through yoga and through practicing something called Reiki, how to help people to turn their sensitivity inward. And you can imagine, especially in the healthcare center, where you are dealing with patients all across the board, you might be dealing and consulting within a cancer unit, you might be consulting in a pediatric unit, the opportunity to use that, that healing, especially intrinsically, that might be really rewarding in terms of a career. But it's not a career that comes without training. And I want to be very clear that this is a path that does involve elements of of education and work i will say what i think is really important about having something formal um going through the process of college or to get some type of certificate of you know that's acknowledged or licensed in something um as a sensitive person you do have to turn your sensitivity in towards your craft and you when you go into study and you go into learning, you have to organize yourself and ground yourself and be very present and, and, and accountable. You have to turn things in. You have to you know, move towards some discipline because someone like me could just keep going and have a new day every day but never get anything done. This is really important. Yeah, And and so it's it's actually training you, even like something like my kids are like, this is so stupid. This homework is stupid. I'm like, it's not about the homework. You're learning attention. You're learning how to complete. You're learning how to use that part of your brain that will stick with something and see it through to the correct thing. That is the training. That is so true in so many fields. And I really want to emphasize that point here when we're talking about yoga. I think so many of us are tempted to think of yoga as kind of a a woohoo. You know, I'm a yogi. And when we, I just think that many people who are lay people don't realize how 
uh, difficult and intense and discipline this, the practice of yoga is and can be and how far the education can be in terms of your um, specialization in this field. So when you think about Bonnie, I want to give you a sense of, of Bonnie's teaching and really where she comes from as a person and in her career, how this all kind of makes sense as a natural evolution into the, the yoga and the training. I ended up in a, a high school classroom in a sociology class and I met this amazing teacher and she basically was like, I just need your help. And so I just helped, started helping her with the kids with their writing and with their reading and it was an inner city, amazing um, public school called School Without Walls, which is kind of well known for its teaching, um, you know, philosophy. And I just didn't want to leave her and I didn't want to leave the classroom with her. And that's when I knew I, want, I needed to develop that teacher in me. And then I started getting more into my own writing. And when I started studying energy work and yoga, there's a lot of reflective um, Um, time that you spend, you know, really clearing and owning your own stuff when you do this kind of training. And so that led me to more and more writing. And and I love the writing. And I ended up getting my master's up back up in New York and in creative writing and landing this kind of cool job as a high school English teacher. Just important in there to notice, I ended up getting this cool job as a high school English teacher, but also getting a master's along the way. So I'm going to give you more of an idea of Bonnie's emphasis on the actual training that it takes to get into this field successfully. You know, I really have had a lot of training. You know, I have actual training in terms of school. You know, I went to college and I became an English teacher and then I, I got my master's in creative writing. And then I was, I taught high school English. I taught creative writing. So I have actual formal training in how to really kind of hook into people intellectually and how to really move them forward and their thinking about themselves and especially how to get them to listen to that inner voice, which is the trick of a good writing teacher is to get people to really hear and navigate that inner realm so they can draw that forth creatively. And when you're thinking about this, uh, circling back a little bit to the conversation before, when we were talking about having a license to touch and being even perhaps more effective in your ability to use yoga therapy, Bonnie really gives us an idea here about the evolution of the science behind yoga and how it has continued to evolve. So the science is now behind all of these things that were once very nebulous. And so if you want to go into this work, You are going to need a social work degree. You are going to need a nursing degree. You are going to need um, a license to touch because the money is going there. And where the money goes, you have accountability. Where accountability goes, you have things that are important like licenses to touch so that not anyone could just touch anybody. And so there's ways of finding like the blending of the science and the sensitivity now that weren't there just five years ago. I think Bonnie does a really good job of giving us how it evolved for her. And I want to give that generalize that a little bit more for all of us. There are those of us who find ourselves in these very disparate kind of jobs or situations, and we don't necessarily know how to connect the dots. And I think Bonnie's been very clear in the larger interview. She's definitely very clear about connecting her dots as a teacher and a trainer and an empath and a sensitive person, and then being able to weave that all into yoga. But how she does that is just to continue kind of 
weaving her path and just keep moving along. So she has some good tips. You can imagine someone like Bonnie might have some interesting advice for all of us as we are navigating our life, whether that's through our career or anything. So I'm going to give you a little bit of her sage wisdom here in this final part. Like the first thing I think that would be, is really helpful for people trying to figure out who they are and what they want to do is, are they like comfortable just being with themselves or are they the, the person who's telling you to get out of the room? You know, like the first step is energetically becoming aware of, of how it feels to sit with yourself and be comfortable. And then wherever you go, you'll, you'll be comfortable. Like I could go into any project and I will bring something to it because I will be there because I'm in the room because I'm with myself. I'm not trying to get away from me. So I think that's why when people have career changes, they're often pulled into some therapeutic work. They're, they're called into some quieter space. They maybe have to, you know, spend more time alone now because they're not in the same job they're in and everything has to slow down because the, the person they're spending time with themselves, there's no connection there. So what would she say then? This is so interesting listening to Bonnie, even going through this fast track, you feel like you're almost like on a talk show and having some sage talk to you about all the things, because this is, this is the way to think about this career is the way that Bonnie's talking. If you want to be one of those people who can speak like that, if you want to be one of those people who can edify people in that way, if you want to be someone who can heal people in this way, then you start through yoga or through like she's saying, getting your nursing degree and just, you know, very slowly probably navigating this path because it's kind of a new, it's a new field. It's a new era in the way that we're thinking about medicine and healthcare and all these ancillary spaces. So if you are say 20 years old right now, kind of lost thinking, what should I do? I don't know what to do. What would Bonnie say? This is probably the simplest thing I can tell people to do is just get a job as a temp and get thrown into the world, like literally just thrown into something. Because I ended up at the Red Cross in Manhattan, their their main office. (laughs) And let me tell you now, when she ends up at the main office, this is where you have to know who you are also. And this is why it's important what she's saying is what does she end up doing with that little temp job that she had with the Red Cross? And I wrote this whole thing up about what I thought would make the whole thing work better. Really? I mean, who yeah. am I? <laughs> I just am like, this This is silly and this would be bad. I started moving stuff around. I wrote the whole thing up because I could write and I was sensitive and I knew what people weren't happy with and where things and weren't he working. he asked you. This is what he, I think is so miraculous about this story. There's a miracle. Me. He asked yeah. you. Yeah. But here, it gets better. I turn it in. The next thing you know, I'm on the re-engineering team and I get moved up to the executive floor. Oh, and yeah. I'm You're like on the board now. <laughs> I'm mapping people's jobs. I'm going down interviewing people because I'm a so listener. Cool. I was writing reports about where things were working and not working for them, and turning them in and creating these work maps. For like the whole entire company now, she's creating work maps. So you can kind of see how she puts together the teacher in her, the empath in her, the listener in her. And this is not, this is outside of yoga. This is just in the space of finding who she is as she's done some of these other projects and obviously going to school. So what if you're older in your career or more advanced in your career and maybe you're doing career change? What would Bonnie say in that setting? 
So this is for people now, maybe my age, 50, and they are pulling out of one career and going into another. It takes a lot to let go of that identity that you once were. It takes a lot for me to, to come on this show and say, well, I am the director versus right. I resigned. Okay, yeah. that feels really different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have another title either to fill that in and say, but now I'm working for Hopkins doing this. Yeah. Like I didn't go out and do that because I'm changing. I'm growing. I'm back in, in school inside. And when I get clear about what I'm learning inside and what I'm ready for, then there may or may not be a course or a license or something that, that the, you know, gives me the validation that I am indeed that, you know, so when you're 50, it's kind of hard to pull back and let yourself not be defined in those other ways. But you're also so ripe to be who you are, really like who you genuinely are. And then as we're closing out here, you, you're getting a sense from this fast track who Bonnie is and then who you might be in this setting. It is a fascinating field, especially in healthcare, working at the university level. But then what is kind of the commonality for all of us, for someone who works in energy and shifting energy and moving it around and raising it up? What would she have to say in general about how life works? I believe the, that there are these beautiful, juicy, delicious bread, breadcrumbs that are dropped on your path. And if you can follow, that's a one part in your life where you can listen to what turns you on. What do I like? What do I really like? What people are dynamic to me? And if you can spend a little time paying attention to what makes you happy and lights you up and you go, you'll find people like the teachers start coming and showing you what you're capable of. Uh, you know, I think that it's just an, such an amazing time for people between 18 and 22 and 23. I, I, I think it's about paying attention, you know, and being just noticing that there's this beautiful um, concept in that I learned that what what you seek is always seeking you. I, I'm not sure. I think it was R- maybe Rumi who said it more elegantly. But the idea that what you're looking for is also heading toward you, that you're not chasing it. And I'm going to close with that. So just to be confident that wherever you are in your career, wherever you are in listening to this podcast, that you are on the right path for you. And that if you can get into alignment with whatever it is that you want, then you are not chasing it. It is coming toward you, which is such an an empowering concept. So again, this is Career Goals with Chris Calvert. And we have been talking to Bonnie Tarantino, who was the director for yoga programs through the Integrated Center for Medicine at the University of Maryland. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you.